Check, check. Hello. Hi, there I am. What was your score? Yeah, so I just took the tone deaf test. Result, not tone deaf. Stage A, 12 out of 12. Stage B, 12 out of 12. And stage C, 12 out of 12. Final score, 36 out of 36, 100%. Nice. That's what I got, too. So... Sorry for those of you out there listening that may be tone deaf. I would honestly, I would be kind of surprised if our regular listeners are tone deaf because one of the articles I was reading on tone deafness said that some people who are just, they simply don't understand why other people enjoy music because they're hearing it differently or something. So they're processing it differently. I've thought about that and I've, it's weird to me that some people don't, really listen to music and it's like what that's like a yeah simple basic human pleasure thing yeah yeah to me it seems like a character flaw and if you don't <laughs> like music that's like a big red flag hmm. but unless you have like auditory processing issues or some sort of neurological that's, issues that's one thing yes that you simply just can't enjoy it the same way that other people do so like I, that's going to be my next question. If somebody ever tells me they don't really enjoy music, I'm going to be like, are you tone deaf? Because you don't have, like, if not, then what the fuck is wrong with you? Because that's weird. But I, anyway, so I'd be surprised if anyone who regularly listens to our show comes to hear this episode um, and is tone deaf because people who listen to our show love music, you know? Some of them do, I would, I would imagine. I would think that all of them do. Huh. Unless uh, they somehow, like, typed in amusia or Amusia podcast on Spotify and found specifically this episode and here they are, you know. But anyways, we're going to talk about tone deafness and it's right. because I love doing karaoke mm-hmm. and I follow this one dude who he also loves doing karaoke. One of my cardinal rules is it's it happens at karaoke and that's it. We do not take videos of it. We do not put it on the internet anywhere. If you oh, didn't I go... I have videos from years ago. But nobody's seen them. Uh, If you didn't go to karaoke, then you're not allowed to know what happened at karaoke. You know, it's for us. So if you want to go, then you can go and you can talk about it and make it sound great to your friends and how much fun we had. But if that person didn't go, then they don't get to know. Anyways, this guy always takes videos of himself doing karaoke Mm -hmm. and then he puts them on social media and he seems very passionate about it, but dude cannot carry a fucking tune in a bucket. It's like bad. (laughs) It's bad, bad. And I would love it. I would love it if I was there at the bar, but I'm like, God, what about this when you watch it back? Because for me, it's, I think I sound fucking great when I'm there. Also drunk. Yeah, exactly. But when I watch it back, I can tell like that it sucks. You know, I can tell if I didn't hit the note or not where I might have thought I did because I was drunk. But he'll post all these videos like after the fact and be like, oh, here's one from karaoke last week singing this song. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, dude, none of these notes are right. Like, can you hear that? And why not? So it got me thinking about tone deafness. And I'm like, is it is it something that's happening with your vocal cords where you are trying to hit the right note, but mm-hmm. it's not coming out. Or is it something that's happening like in your ear where you th- you think that you're hitting the right note, but you can't hear the fact that it's not? Because to me, like while you're singing versus watching a video playback, it's, it, there's two different things. Your voice sounds different in your head than it does recorded. Oh, yeah. So maybe Definitely. you would think that if you watch this video of yourself later, you would be able to say, definitely, those were not the right notes. Right. And if you listen to these notes side by side with like the real song and and what it's supposed to be like, you should be able to tell that the note 
they hit right here is not the note that you just hit right there. Yeah. Right? Like, right? Unless it's... I mean, I don't, yeah. Like, they, what is going on? I, I'm with you. Like, that that doesn't make sense to me because I, I can tell. I can hear the notes. I can... Yeah. Match them to a point. So is it is it a thing ability, where like I'm not able to sing, or is it I'm not able to hear, or is it my processing, my wires are fucking crossed in my head, yeah. and I can't tell either part of it. Like, do do these point. notes? Could you listen to these two notes and and think that they sound the same? Which we just took this um, tone deafness test, and it seems to be that's what the test is. It plays two notes that are it's like a step up or a half step up or step down or whatever. And your goal is to say, like, they'll play one note and then they'll play another note. And it says, is this the same note or did it change? That's pretty much the whole test. Yeah, there's a, there's like a couple variances, but it's basically the same thing. So to me, that means with people who are tone deaf, they hear the second note and they can't tell the difference between the first one. So it's like their uh, processing is like compressed or something. Like they can't tell the subtle differences. So anyways, I found an article on... Uh, what is it called? Congenital amusia, which is hereditary tone deafness. And now we're going to fucking read it. I just had an interesting thought. It's kind of reminding me of uh, uh, color blindness and how like uh, one of the tests is like women, the majority of women are able to see more shades of red in mm-hmm. general than men. Yeah, it's because we're smart. And then you take that. To, no, it's because you're supposed to be outside picking, picking tomatoes. Picking flowers and shit. Oh, that for, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you're supposed to be outside picking tomatoes for my sandwich. Um, <laughs> no, like they'll they'll give you they'll, they'll give you like a scale of red colors, mm-hmm. and if you're colorblind or if you have less of an ability to see those different shades of red, they're all going to look the same. But to somebody else, they can pick out the different color, the different shades of red, even mm. though they're very similar. Yeah, yeah. So I that's think... kind of a different, you know, obviously processing thing like you were talking about it's just something that popped into my head that's similar well now i want to take a color blindness test uh, i just wonder how they <laughs> how they measure that yeah because if it if it is a scale and and the one end of it looks the same to you as the other end like that's that's so fascinating it's crazy that everybody experiences sound and color differently mm-hmm. it's kind of fucking trippy yeah. and that's why we do drugs man because <laughs> then you can like kind of experience it your goddamn self all right, right. anyways yeah. let's do oh, this article by the way if you guys would like to take this test it is tonedeftest.com yeah i want to see what people's so, scores are yeah take, seriously. take take the test seriously take the test put post it up on uh, whatever yeah the, the put it facebook. in our facebook group our facebook group is death by music podcast fans and i'm curious because i just talked you guys up and said you guys were all you know had perfect fucking pitch so if i'm not seeing 100s across the board then you better stuff <laughs> fuck stop fucking listening to our podcast because you are not good enough and we don't do that in this house we only bring home straight a's so just kidding if but only. if you if you did get like you know points off i just want to see like where people are what's your fucking problem you know <laughs> all right so did you ever introduce the show I don't remember, but if I didn't, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This is Death by Music. Death by Music. <laughs> I can't talk. This is Death by Music podcast. Uh, my name is Jake, and I'm here with Alex. Hello. So this uh, this article's from 2023, April 29th, published by Joe Phelan, uh, and it's called, Are Some People Actually Tone Deaf? Because they're either stupid or lying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where, uh, <laughs> I'm just hold kidding. On. From LiveScience.com. Or, or live science. I'm not really sure. Probably live science. All right. Tone deafness, a neurological disorder known as amusia. Amusia. 
I'm going to say amnesia, can make it hard to distinguish between musical pitches. Sure, not everyone has pipes like Adele, but we all know people who truly struggle to match and comprehend musical pitch, and they're usually labeled tone deaf. But is tone deafness a real condition? And if so, why are some people tone deaf? In short, yes, tone deafness is a genuine neurological disorder. It's called amusia. However, not everyone who lacks musical skills has this condition, which, like, like that's what I'm saying. I lack musical skills, but I can tell you, what the notes are. You're still able to... You know, I get to de- decipher yeah. changes in pitch and whatever. Uh, anyways, it affects an estimated 4% of the population. Amusia can range in severity from a mild difficulty in recognizing melodies to a complete inability to distinguish between different musical notes. But what causes this condition? For the majority of sufferers, it's hereditary, said Isabel Peretz, a professor of psychology at the University of Montreal who specializes in the neurocognition of music. Interesting field. Most amusics are born that way. Half of their brothers and sisters are born that way, too, because congenital amusia is hereditary, Peretz told Live Science. An impoverished musical environment does not seem to be the issue. Children as young as eight have been shown to have amusia. They have the same abnormal profile as amusic adults. Some people can develop amusia later in life, usually as a consequence of having a stroke or serious brain trauma. This is known as acquired amusia and is far less common is a far less common form of the condition. One of the main consequences of having congenital amusia is that you are likely to struggle with recognizing music you've heard before without the help of song lyrics. Interesting. Yeah. That's wild. Huh. That's making me think so in high school I had an exchange student, Sophie, mm-hmm. and I thought it was so weird that at seventeen years old she told me she didn't know all the words to any song. Like she couldn't okay. she couldn't sing a, a single song from beginning to end. She didn't know the words. And she just she's one of those people who just was like she likes music. Yeah. But she's not super interested in it. Uh-huh. Um, but she really liked Jack Johnson and I was like, okay, so you don't know all the words to any Jack Johnson songs. Like no matter how many times you've heard them in your life, she, she couldn't, she just still doesn't. It's fucking crazy. She's 31. Now, is that a, a different thing going on? Cause lyrics are different. That That's a whole nother. I that, mean, that's like, that's yeah, like trying I, to memorize a passage in a book. I or wonder something. if it's because of the recognition though. Like you can't recognize the tune. So you, it makes it harder to remember the lyrics because you know when we were in school and stuff a lot of teachers uh, when you have shit you have to memorize they'll if they put it to a tune it makes it easier for you to memorize that wouldn't work for someone like her because she can't memorize any of that like i wonder if it was more so the tune because we i can memorize something if it's in it if it's in a tune if you write a song about something i'm gonna remember the whole fucking thing Mm -hmm. but if you are a music and you can't really decipher the tune then it probably prevents you from remembering all the lyrics i don't know okay anyways okay okay karen why <laughs> so said that we're obviously not a neuroscientist <laughs> here <laughs> and i can <laughs> uh, my neuro uh cognition is failing at the moment because I'm, <laughs> it is not the the, the blps you're i make, swear <laughs> you're making me feel really smart <laughs> i like it all right <laughs> Jake, you've only had like half of a Bud Light plan yeah, so far. So I don't know what the deal is. I think you've just had a long day. All Probably. 
So Karen Wise said that. She's a research fellow at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London. Uh, but amusia varies from person to person, and so do the experiences of amusic people. The most common form of amusia is pitch-based, Wise noted. A small 2002 study on 11 adults with musical impairments also found this. Suge- it is a very small study. Yeah. Suggesting that congenital amusia is related to severe deficiencies in processing pitch variations, the authors wrote in the paper published in the journal Brain. I wish it was the journal Brian. Yeah, that would have been great. It would have been better. Uh, Many amusics have elevated pitch perception thresholds, so the difference in pitch needs to be much bigger before they can perceive it, Wise said. They may also struggle to perceive the difference between upward and downward pitch changes and do not perceive the patterns made by sequences of musical notes. So that is part of the test. They have you listen to two different sounds and you have to decide whether they're they're going up or they're going down. Yeah, it's like, that's going up. And then, which is obviously going down. Right. Unless you, I just, that's so weird not being able to tell. I wonder if that would then affect you being able to decipher if something is traveling towards you or away from you because there's pitch changes. Or if you'd be able to, or a police siren just sounds like, instead of wee, woo, wee, woo. Maybe. Yeah, and like, you know how you can tell. It just sounds like one constant sound. You can tell if a siren is moving, or like anything, is moving closer to you or further away from you based on the pitch change. Is it going yeah, up or is it going down? It's because the, the length, the, the waves and shit. Yeah, the sound gets compressed when it's moving towards you and then it, it decompresses because it has to travel but if you, faster to get back to you so it's, if, it sounds like it's slower. Bruh, but if you if you can't tell that change in pitch, then are you just like less aware of your surroundings too now? Because like if I hear something, if I hear a pitch that's coming up, like a siren is coming up real fast and I'm like, oh, fuck, I better get out the way because something's going to hit me, you know? But if you can't tell and it's just a loud fucking noise and you can't tell what direction it's moving because your ears don't pick up on the pitch difference, like, are you more likely to get hit by a car? Or, I don't know. Hmm. Like, you're less aware of your surroundings. Maybe. Because you can't I mean, tell the direction gonna, things are moving. There's going to be... Well, it's not a directional thing. It's, it's a pitch thing. It's the pitch thing. Yeah, but... But there's the there's going to be other you, cues. There's going to be other cues. You get if As long as you're not, like, blind and stuff, you're going to have visual cues. Uh, you're going to be able to... I would assume be able to tell the direction at which the sound is coming to, like whether it's behind you or in front of you or right. But is it coming towards you or moving away from you? I don't know. I don't think. Well, this whole thing is blowing my fucking mind right now. Volume is going to be another. Oh yeah. Thing. Okay, that's going to get louder, and that's they didn't mention that as being a thing with with this. That's a whole Hmm. separate uh, process, I suppose. Okay, so despite this challenge, musically impaired people in the 2002 study were able to process and recognize. Common environmental sounds, human voices and speech prosody, or the rhythm and musical quality of speech as the disorder appears specific to the musical domain, the authors wrote in the study. Huh. For example, they were able to recognize when someone was asking a question versus making a statement, Uh possibly because differences in speech intonation Uh use variations in pitch that are larger than half an octave to convey relevant information, according to the study. Okay. In contrast, melodies use mostly small pitch intervals. That said, some studies show that people with pitch-based amusia do have difficulties processing melodic information in speech, Wise said. 
However, usually intonation is not the only cue we rely on for understanding spoken communication, so in daily life, this is likely to be much less noticeable, she added. While some individuals with amusia are fully aware they have it, others can live for years, potentially their whole lives, without knowing their condition. This is because tone deafness can manifest in different ways, and its severity varies from person to person. For instance, some people may have difficulty singing in tune or perceiving melody, while others may struggle to distinguish among instruments or notes. Some people may have unwittingly found ways to compensate for their condition by relying on other cues, such as lyrics or rhythm, which can mask their inability to perceive pitch accurately. Like dyslexics can learn how to read, those with amusia should be able to improve their ability to recognize tone if they start early enough, Perrette said. Neural studies hint that it might be possible to help those with amusia. Brain imaging shows that amusic brains receive and respond to pitch information, but it is not reaching conscious awareness. The neurons fire in response to pitch differences that the person themselves can't distinguish. What? So the lights are on, but nobody's home. I guess. <laughs> what the hell? Maybe if we could develop training methods that would harness that unconscious response, we could find a way to overcome it, Wise said. In all, there appears to be an amusia continuum, Graham Welch, chair of the UK-based Society for Education, Music, and Psychology Research, told Life Science. It's likely that movement along the continuum is possible in a nurturing environment, either through conscious design pedagogically or serendipity in the context of music making and experience in the home and local environment, he said. <laughs> All right, I thing? think we need to stop and hit the dictionary on that one. Peda- pedagogically? Peda- so I- ch- child... Pedagogical? Pedagogical? Pedagogy. Child okay. brain development? Is that what that word means? He's just being fucking pretentious. It yeah, I know. It means the method and practice of teaching. Okay, but so you, teaching you know, them at a young age, right. like, whatever, okay. People are struggling with tone deaf. We can barely read this article. I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> this guy's saying. All right, if you are curious about whether you have amusia, you can take the tone deafness test available online. Again, that's tonedeftest.com. What an interesting little thing. So now, I, now I'm not going to be as mad at people who are tone deaf because it's a neurological condition. So it's like they can't help it. And that that's what my main thing was, was like, are you choosing to know to not notice that you're singing the wrong fucking notes or like what is your deal? That's a, that's a curious thing, but uh, that's interesting to 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 know this now. Yeah, because I can I can certainly pick out you know if there's like a group singing thing going on, I can pick out the person that's not mm-hmm. hitting it, and they're always the loudest one in the group, and it's like yeah, what? Shut the fuck <laughs> up, man. Yeah, but if they can't tell, I don't know, it's kind of embarrassing. I feel bad for them. It sucks for people who are tone deaf and don't know it, but have a passion to perform music, you know? Like, that's terrible. Well, now I'm having a new thought here. I wonder how much the... Well, so the tone deafness that we're talking about is people being able to hear it and perceive it, Mm -hmm. not necessarily recreate that sound at the same pitch. I'm sure there's some sort of correlation there because if you can't... Mm-hmm. process the two sounds the one that's coming out of you in comparison to the one that's coming into your ears from the source right i guess that is that would be related that would be totally- it would be i mean but then also something that was mentioned here too was just simply musical ability and i feel like so when you first started taking the tone deaf test you hit the first note and it was like 
boom. It wasn't, and you it, were like, mm. It wasn't like, even part of the test. It was like, just test, test your speakers. And I was just like, I didn't was, realize like it at the time. The I thought notes. I was supposed to be singing along with it. <laughs> no, how would they grade that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he started singing, but you know, you can hit the note. You can kind of tell if you're hitting the right note or yeah. not. Yeah, but... I mean, there's also musical ability. Like, I can't fucking sing like Freddie Mercury. I know oh, that. Oh, no, absolutely not. I'll Me hit either. the next best note, <laughs> but that note's the wrong fucking note. But and it that's could just be me. in a, a, it's not going to be the same note, but it's uh shit. I can't remember. It's where you're singing. You got two different notes. But they, they're, on the, oh, they're on the same. It's a harmony. Harmony. That's what I'm looking for. They're, they're going to be in harmony. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> no, because I suck at singing. That's the thing. But I can tell that I'm singing the wrong note. Like, I know it's shit. Yeah. And that's but the difference. If it, well, <laughs> what I'm saying is if you know you can't hit the specific note, you can pick a different note in the same yes. thing. It'll still be in harmony. You've so you got to learn how to harmonize. Along. Yes. Dude, harmonies must not make any goddamn sense to people who are tone deaf. They're like, dude, all this shit's the same. <laughs> you know what pisses me off? What's that? Let me find the song real quick. Something that pisses me off is when I listen to ACDC, it's a long way to the top. Mm-hmm. Right, that song, and the bagpipes come in at the end of the at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. They've either I'm assuming they probably had one bagpipe player, and they just layered the music. The they re- layered the recording of him playing the same thing on top of itself, and he's out of tune. And he's like, when that happens, you can hear the sound waves clashing. If you're if you're slightly sharp or you're slightly flat, the sound waves aren't. They don't line up. I wonder if his bag was out of tune. Because you know how, like, I don't know how that works, but with... Um, <laughs> well, you can tune the instrument. Something on the instrument was out of tune or he was overblowing. You know it has overblowing. that constant drone, though, with yeah. the bagpipe? Maybe that part was, like, maybe well, his bag was too small. Well, when... <laughs> he had a small sack. Um, <laughs> no, when you listen to that song, you can hear the frequency of the note changes uh, as, as it goes in and out of tune with annoying. itself. Listen to that song and tell me what you guys think, because I can hear it, and it's fucking obnoxious. And I really like the song. It's a good song. And like if they'd have nailed that part, it would have been perfect. Mm. Well, we got a lot of homework for our listeners on this one. Take, right. take the test, post the test in our little group, and also, do you hear the out-of-tune bagpipe? Is his bag, in fact, too small? I'm probably going to piss <laughs> off a lot of people because they never noticed it before, and then they, they're going to listen to it and be like, shit, it does sound like crap. You're going to piss off a lot of people because we actually have a, a huge population of bagpipe performers that listen to this show. So I think they're going to- Where would they be? Australia, actually. I almost said Australia. We've got a lot of fucking yeah. Australian listeners, and they all love the bagpipe part on the ACDC song. I, oh, yeah. ACDC's I, I from Australia. Do. Yeah. So- our Australian <laughs> listeners down under, tell us about your bagpipes. Send us pictures of your bagpipes. No more dog pictures. I'm fucking over it. <laughs> Send us pictures of the bagpipes. Jake, I forgot to tell you, we got an email from somebody who, uh, <laughs> he sent in a photo of himself. The, the title was related to Jake. And I was like, Whoa. what is this email going to be about? Okay. He says, my wife thinks I might be related to Jake. I just don't see it. Love your show. Rick in South Carolina. Rick's the guy. He sent us his corgi p- pictures. And this is a photo of him wearing a giant brown paper bag. Like it covers his body. And you just oh. see his legs sticking <laughs> out of it. And the, his khaki pants are the exact same color as that brown paper bag. That's a good outfit, Rick. That's a, that, that's a hell of a match there. That, that's difficult. 
it's a big ass bag. I don't even. Where the fuck do you get a brown paper bag that covers your entire head and torso and shoulders? Like that's. I mean, th- I had to make the one that I have. Yeah. Because like, nuts. just you, you're not getting a paper bag that fits correctly. Yeah. Over your head. Yeah. What they the generally hell? don't make those. No. And uh, anybody who just tuned into this episode because they were curious about tone deafness, they have no fucking clue what we're talking about. So. All right. Well, you'll have to figure that out on your know. own, folks. I guess just, yeah, find us on Facebook. <laughs> we have a little group called Death by Music Podcast Fans. If you join that, uh, you can share your scores and look at pictures of Jake. Because, you know, that's really what they're here for. I know. I know that's what they're here for. Thank you for listening. Please listen to our full episodes that are researched by us. We do know some things. It's just not about this. Mini episodes are for fun music stories that we want to cover. Full episodes are completely researched, generally over an hour, on different musicians who have died. Their lives, their careers, uh, controversies, like anything that's happened to them. So make sure you check it out. Season 6 is out now. We think. I think. This episode recorded in advance. Thanks for listening. Rest in peace. Later. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.